Hey, Impact fans, I wanted to let you know about our new AEW podcast called The Boom. It's hosted by James B. McDaniel and Kevin Ely, and they talk all things AEW, including the stuff they don't even show you on Dynamite, yet still expect you to know about. Check out The Boom, exclusive to the Fight Game Media Network, found wherever you listen to podcasts, with bonus shows at Fight Game Media Network Plus, which you can find on Patreon. Dot com front slash fight game media now on to brace for impact hey now it's brace for impact right here on the fight game media network and i'm your host mike gilbert and i'm joined as always by jd by god oliva how you doing jd i'm good man the prodigal son returns welcome back yeah man yeah man uh Needless to say, rough couple of weeks in the Gilbert family, but uh, we're we're hanging in there. We're all doing okay. I uh, took a took a trip, uh, a somber trip to Missouri, and I laid to rest. Uh, some of them very close to my uncle. Uh, my, very my sorry. Dad, yeah, my dad's brother. Um, so my dad has six brothers, and this was his youngest. Whoa. This was his youngest brother. And, um, he was, you know, he was like, you know, he babysat us. I kind of grew up with him a little bit. He was, um, you know, more of a big brother type. So this was, uh, this was a tough one for me, but, uh, was happy to be able to, to, uh, fly out to Missouri and uh, see some, a bunch of family. My cousin flew in from England, which was cool. He's uh, he's stationed out there. So he made the trip. Uh, that was a big deal. And then, uh, you know, we, we lost another family member, not to get too somber, but, um, you know, another uncle, my, it would be my dad's uncle. We lost him uh, like 48 hours later and I got to go to that funeral tomorrow. So, um, you know, like I said, tough couple of weeks in, uh, in the Gilbert and the Gilbert family. However, I am like super excited to be on the show this week. I'm, I, I did want to be with you last week. I, I even thought about bringing my computer, and my podcast equipment, but I was like, no, just, just focus on family. Yeah. And then, and then I heard Scott on the show last week, regular Scott, a good friend of ours. And he was really good. I'm like, fuck, I can't miss next week, man. Because if I miss next week and Scott's on, he'll take my job. He was that good. No, we're okay. Um, <laughs> Because JD has a lot of skills. Leading the show is not one of JD's skills. So believe me, if anyone was going to replace in the show, it would have been me. So we're cool. I love Scott, but uh, we're cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, uh, no, but special shout out to Scott, man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for jumping in. He uh, He's not like a regular Impact viewer, but he, him and I have talked to Impact before, and he has watched several of their shows. And and uh, the one thing that I <laughs> that I feel bad about is that at the end of the show last week, you straight up asked him, like, hey, Hey, are you going to watch Impact? You know, going forward, and he said, "Yeah." And then uh, they had WrestleHouse this week, so he like, was oh, like, "Sorry, it, Scott." <laughs> it was like the worst week possible to jump into. And he was like, "He," because he's like, "JD, what was with that?" Before we recorded, he said, "What was with that ending?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, WrestleHouse." I mean, I'm just going to pretend it. I said, "I'm going to, I'm going to pretend it didn't happen on the show. It's a gimmick. Just play with the gimmick. It's kind of my thing." So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. rough. It's I guarantee. <laughs> I can guarantee you regular Scott did not actually watch Russell house show this week. So, right. But it was, um, it was fun having him on. He's a good buddy of mine. I'm glad I could have brought him into fight game and um, glad to have him step up when, uh, when you had more important things to worry about. Cause yeah. wrestling is stupid. Family yeah. is what's important. A- absolutely. And one of the things I bond with my family over is wrestling. And so um, I am excited to, to be here with you and talking wrestling and actually getting to watch wrestling. So turning point was this past Saturday. Typically when, when impact does an impact plus special, we will, I'll try to do it that same night. Um, but you know, like I said, I was out of town um, and I'll try to do the recap show that same night with JD or if JD is working, which you do work a lot of weekends, uh, try, try to get somebody else to fill in, or I, I've even done them by myself and that'd be exclusive to the Patreon. But because we just couldn't get to it this past Saturday, we're just going to go ahead and do it right here on uh, the fight game media network right here on the brace for impact feed right here on Spotify, Apple podcast, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, we'll do it. We'll do that right here for free. And then uh, we'll, we'll follow it up. We'll, we'll actually get into Russell house. So you're going to get two reviews for the price of one, which is zero. And then for the Patreon, we'll do some other special stuff. How about that? Sounds good to me. What Russell house that didn't happen this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk Russell house, sir. Um, and so, uh, you know, you, you got to, you got to watch a uh, turning point. Uh, I got to watch turning point. Uh, what, you know, before we get into it, overall thoughts on the show. This is like one of the better impact shows I've seen all year. Yeah. Like way better than bound for glory. Like, uh, 
I don't. I felt like they're holding back on us a little bit. But this was a good show, and I I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I f- I feel like Bound for Glory because that's when you're, they're going to have most of the media involved and the media watching. They're they're only going to give you like a two or three good matches, which is what you got, and then the rest of it is all just character building. Um, which and, is stupid. That's yeah. stupid. That's a stupid way to do business in the year of our Lord, 2021. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we have a new podcast here on the fight game media network called the boom. It's with, uh, James McDaniel and Kevin Ely. If you guys haven't checked that out, it's really good. It's like an AEW recap show. Like, uh, you know, everything that's happened in the week of AEW and Kevin said something really smart. He said, uh, I can't, he was quoting somebody. I can't remember what he quoted and I was driving. So I didn't get a chance to write it down, but he said, um, you know, a, a great movie or a good movie is three great scenes and no bad ones. Right. And I, and I think, and, and he said that Tony Khan feels that way. He kind of builds his dynamite shows that way, where he has three great matches every week and then no bad matches. Well, I think Impact is trying to build their pay-per-views around three great matches and no bad matches. But unfortunately, the ones that they consider that aren't bad are actually bad. And they, they have dumb finishes and then they're, they're just building, they're doing too much character stuff on a pay-per-view. When I think that you can get five to six good matches on a pay-per-view. Here, here's the problem with that mentality is you're asking me to pay money for that. Yes. That should be the philosophy for turning, quite frankly, that should be the philosophy for turning point. Right? Yes. Is yep. give me three good matches and a bunch of character building. Instead, they're doing it the other way around. So you're making me pay 40, 50 bucks for stupid skits that I could see on I mean, just I think the there's a lot of things about this company that make me scratch my head. Like it's the exact opposite of what AEW is doing. And I get you don't want to be the exact same, but that's where we are. Yeah, but the, it's never a bad thing to give people what they paid for. Or give people more than what they're looking for. So, and I don't want to get you know harp on uh, Bound for Glory too much um, because I I thought that yes you're right Turning Point was a great show, one of the better shows that they did all year, much better than uh, Bound for Glory I would say because I other than other than I would say one or two matches there were no bad matches on the show no. every match was good they were or they exceeded expectations, um, and we'll, we'll go ahead and, and you know and I, I'll. We'll get. We'll talk about it when we ever get to the match. But there was one match that actually surprised me, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. But we'll, we'll start with the opening contest, which was uh, Chris Sabin defeating Ace Austin, and this match was freaking great, dude. Uh, Sabin is, you know, he's turned back the clock like 15 years. He looks like 2006 Sabin, but except for he's older and wiser, and uh, and he's shredded right now. Um, and uh, the, these guys are hitting move after move after move after move. And, uh, you know, uh, Saban, you know, pulled out the win with the cradle shock, man. Good, good stuff by these two. Shocked that Chris Saban got the win here. I thought for sure this was going to be Ace Austin <clears throat> all the way. But, I don't, you know, I'm okay with keeping Chris Saban, you know, viable and relevant as long yeah. as possible because he still has a lot to offer this company. I've re- I'm not a judge of um, – I'm not the best judge of what makes for an attractive man. Clearly, if you're watching the YouTube video, um, Chris Saban's got quite the following as far as like, um, yes, women, yeah, yeah. Uh, in which we will it gets revealed more in Russell House. It's a, they it's really a, steered it. I did catch that part. <laughs> they really steered into that, and I saw yeah. my timeline. the uh, The female members of my timeline were quite satisfied. Oh yeah, with Chris Saban, but uh, he's <laughs> great. He has been an uh, he has been an unsung hero in this promotion this past year for having really good matches, doing what needs to be done, putting over guys when it needs to be put over. Uh, he's a little bit of that Eric Young in him, where he can do pretty much anything you need him to do. Yeah, right? he he's like a util- He's like a good utility infielder, right? Yeah. You can put him in any position, and he's pretty good at everything at this point in his career. So love the match, love the match. Shocked yeah. he won though. Really shocked he won. Well, <clears throat> I'm not and. In- um, because Austin won the first match and they did the whole thing where he was wearing the t-shirt, the kind of, I broke Wahoo's leg, but I, I beat Chris Saban. And so that, that made me think that Saban would win, but also Saban holds a victory over Moose from Slam Anniversary. Um, Moose did get the victory back, but now they're one and one against each other. I could see Saban being a TV main event or impact plus mm-hmm. special main event against Moose. Um, because Moose needs baby faces to work with, and Saban's one of the better ba- baby faces mm-hmm. on the show, and they got to start throwing them at him as he uh, as they delay the Josh Alexander matchup. So I could see I could see them, you know, keeping Saban a little bit strong to face Moose. That makes complete sense because I do think we still lack 
top level baby faces in this company, like top level believable baby faces as far as like being a, right. a contender, a challenging contender goes. So yeah, that actually makes sense. You, you sold me on that one. I was confused at the time, but uh, I like your justification. Yeah. Uh, Violent by Design. It was uh, Eric Young and Joe Doring uh, defeated Rhino and Heath. And I remember you predicted this one correctly. Um, you said that uh, Doring was going to take some heads off and Eric Young would hit a pile driver. And that's pretty much what happened. Um, except for, you know, they, they did a lot of that stuff, but then Young hit Rhino with his hockey mask and, and got the victory. This was a lot better than I expected it to be. I, I didn't think it was going to be very good. And uh, I think what really really sold this match was that the crowd was just super into it. Uh, I think uh, more so than a lot of matches, the crowd was just all over these guys and they were really into Rhino and Heath. So it's amazing that when you put microphones in the crowd <laughs> yeah. and when you light them and you can actually see them, that it, they make a big difference. When you, when you take away pro wrestling, this is something that we learned last year. It's that the crowd is pro wrestling strength. And I think over the last set of tapings, they really pretended they weren't. But this, I think the crowd interaction made a big difference on this show compared to the last set of Sam's tapings. So yeah. I love this match. I was right for the most part on everything. <laughs> I'll take the I'll take the W and just say uh, Joe Doring and Eric Young are just awesome in everything they do. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I hope we see some tag team gold around those guys. And we'll, we'll get into the tag team division a little bit later. I, but... We did. Let's see it again. Yeah. Um, and uh, Heath and Rhino look, look good here, too. So um, I, I was actually surprised if Violent by Design won because I figured that Heath and Rhino were going to be opponents for the Good Brothers. But uh, they they didn't win because Good Brothers need baby faces to work with. But mm -hmm. um, uh, next, we got Rich Swan defeating VSK. VSK filled in for Brian Myers. Um, something's going on with Myers. I guess he wasn't medically cleared. So I don't know what's going on there. They nothing really. No reports have really come out saying uh, he, if he's injured, if he was sick or, or whatever. But um, but VSK yeah. filled in here. You know, um, there's the thing going on. Makes yeah. you wonder. Uh, this match was a little longer than I thought it needed to be because <clears throat> mm -hmm. I don't think VSK has been promoted as anything more than kind of a dork. And Rich Swan is a former world champion. Granted, it's only six minutes long, but that's kind of like right in the wheelhouse. What most of the I'm looking at the match times, and I guess it was the shortest match on the show, but it still felt like longer than it needed to be. To be yeah. honest with you, I so. I thought I thought that Swan gave VSK a lot now. What I will say is I thought VSK he looked did. really good. I, think I, thought, I thought VSK looked really good here. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> my main critique of the, <laughs> excuse me, my main critique of the match is that I just didn't feel like it needed to happen on the show. I think I, you know, Swan versus Myers wasn't heavily promoted. It wasn't like a big match um that people were really, really looking forward to. I know they had a little bit of a feud, but they could have just not had a match here and I uh, gave more time to some other matches. I agree, and I, I understand you want to get former world champion on the show and give him wins, but I just didn't think it needed to be six minutes, especially because we haven't like we haven't promoted VSK as being anything beyond you know a learning tree joke. So it's like, mm, like it's not believe me, this isn't like a Kenny Omega Alan Angel situation, but I just on the pay, on a pay per view, I didn't find this to be overly necessary. Yeah. It wasn't a pay-per-view, it's a special, but you know, it's like a, a special, but we're paying for it, right? That's true. So, we did pay for it. Yeah. Um, next we got uh, W Morrissey defeating Matt Cardona. And this is kind of where the the show started to sour on me a little bit was this match. Um, <clears throat> not that there's anything wrong with these guys, but they had a very uh, you know, it's like a, it's like an insult, but a WWE. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah. exact same thing. A WWE style match with a WWE style finish where Moose came in. Uh, they had the ref bump. Moose came in, hit Cardona with the spear or with the lights out, and then Morrissey got the pin. Um, as you know, Moose and Morrissey continued their partnership here. Um, I I I I wasn't into this match. I don't think the crowd was really into this match, and it kind of. I don't know. The show started to dive downward a little bit here. This felt like a SmackDown match, you know, yeah. from 2017. You know, it just didn't <clears> feel it felt out of place. And it's weird because I get why it felt like a WWE match. Both these guys came up in the WWE system. And I think maybe when you get back with those guys, you kind of can do you do things that are comfortable, right? You fall into old habits. And I've seen both guys do better stuff with guys that aren't from the system. Mm -hmm. So this really felt like a PC style match. I mean, it, it really did to me, um, which I know they're both better. And I thought something was going on because Cardona comes out in the Effie coat and 
if you don't follow GCW or at least are potentially aware of it on the internet, you're going to be like, why is he wearing that coat? Yeah. I, and right? Stryker, Stryker did try to explain it a little kind, bit. Kind of. And then he went into, you know, putting over the ring announcer, Emil, Emil J. Emil J, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he, he did, he did kind of, but. Kind of. But yeah. it's just like, it was all out of, it's all out of context. Because like, if you try to explain the, the, the Cardona GCW character to people that just watch Impact, it's not going to make sense. No. Right. And Which I'm, I'm still advocating to bring a version of that character here to Impact. But we're not doing it. I don't know, man. Like I said, like Cardona is still pretty hot. And like, they're, man, the GCW just sold out you know, the Hammerstein. So, I mean, like, and Cardona is a big reason why, right? He's, yeah. He's he a is a big that. reason. He is yeah. a big reason why. And I don't, I don't think that him and Chelsea get enough credit for what yeah. they do. You know, sorry about that. I had an alarm. Um, this was, I don't know. This talk about matches that were too long. This was like nine minutes. Mm-hmm. This is way too long, way too plotting. Like this, this was uh no bueno. Yeah, and, and the whole thing was just to set up an angle for later in the show. So they, yeah. they it was like a nine minute angle for something to happen later in the show. Like so. a SmackDown match, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, be, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not a fan. <clears throat> um, Knockouts Tag Team Champions Inspiration uh, defeated Havoc and Rosemary to retain. Now, this is the match that I was talking about that completely exceeded my expectations. I expected it to be goddamn terrible. A shit and- show. Yeah, a shit show. And it just wasn't. And there was actually some big bumps on the show. Like they, they powerbomb Rosemary to the outside. And um, I, you know, I look, it's not Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll Express. It's nothing well, if, like that. But it's, if you expected that, right. you're delusional. Right. But, you know, th- these are two character driven teams. And I thought they had a good match here. A decent match. I was um, I was mildly entertained by this. Like, I'm usually ready to go into stuff like this, just like ready to shit on it. And um, I didn't feel any need to. I thought this was fine. Like it held yeah. my attention. I, the 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 end was never really in doubt. But you know, for like a play, I don't want to call it a place to match because we just don't have enough knockouts tag teams. Like they're clearly the number one challengers. But like, I never had. I never doubted the inspiration was going to win. But the match did it surprise me too. It was actually pretty solid. You know, it was fine. Yeah, pretty solid. Much better than their Bound for Glory match, and uh, a solid two, a solid yeah. two star match. Yeah, yeah, two, two and a half, whatever you want to call it, but not. That's yeah, generous. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I, I think the inspiration are their impact characters. I think are better than what they were doing in WWE. I, I think that they're they're improving. So, we'll, we'll see what I, they're like in a year. That I agree with. That I agree yeah. with. And there's not as much. There's still comedy ish, but there's not like. WWE comedy just isn't funny. It just isn't. I'm sorry yeah. if, if you and think that if you think it's their funny, that's on you. I know you don't. But I mean, like what they're doing here is a lot of clever is the word, but a lot more like viable. Like I actually find myself actually laughing at them. So well, uh, they're doing good work. Well, and I think they're more natural because they're not yeah. reading off scripts. Right. They're, they're are they? They're, I mean, they're like, being more than of themselves here. It seems like to me. I, I agree with that. I definitely feel it. But are, I don't know. Do we read off scripts and impact some? Sometimes I don't think we do. Sometimes I'm not sure. <clears throat> it's probably dependent on the person. Yeah, you're probably right. So I don't feel like they are. But yeah, good job. They all four of them. Take a bow. You did a good job. Oh, sorry about that. I had to, had to hit the cough button. No worries. Um, X Division champion Trey Miguel defeated Steve Macklin and Loretta Kidd in a three-way, which uh, which we we pretty much predicted that it would be a three-way. And uh, you did a good job not gloating last week. You're like, ah, Mike's in mourning. I won't gloat all over him. So good job. I'm <laughs> I am a kind man. If yeah. I can say nothing else from for my greatness, it is that I am kind and I care about my friends. So um, now that you're back, I told you so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we all saw it coming. You know, poor God, Illa was like, "No, you guys don't know yet. It, it's probably not going to be that way." And uh, God, Ella, oh, man, God, I love you, man. God I love, love you. Him. I really do. <laughs> but if a third man is ever interjected into a feud, it will always, always lead to a three-way match. Yeah. Always. Well, they they referenced the one time that it didn't happen was the Sammy that Callahan is- thing with Omega. And I'm like, okay, so we'll, we'll go nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. That we call that the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but this, uh, this, this, I thought this was another really good match. Um, it was, it's my favorite match on the show. Yeah. Um, the, whoever wrote, this wasn't our, our boy Antonio Garza writing the rundown on this in the observer. He, he didn't like it for some reason because of the finish. I, and I was like, well, okay. okay. I, I, I get that. But if you're following the story, the finish makes sense. He hits the, he hits the meteora on both guys and he's pinning both guys at the same time. And because the, Macklin hit the mayhem for all on Laredo kid and then goes to pin him. And then, you know, um, Miguel hits the meteor on both of them, pins both of them at the same time. And then Macklin gets a shoulder up and he ends up not pinning Macklin. He pins Laredo kid. So because the role of Laredo kid in all American Mm -hmm. wrestling promotions is to take L's and advance other people's stories. It's what he did in in MLW. It's what he's been doing here. Why people just don't push Laredo kid. I don't understand, but here we are. Yeah. He he's a very good wrestler. He is. And and I think that American companies need luchadors kind of more in the mid to top of their cards. There's a big Hispanic audience in the, in the country and they, they love their, their Hispanic wrestlers. And I don't know why we don't have more at the top of the cards here. I'll tell you what, I was in Chicago for the MLW pay-per-view in 2019 and that crowd wanted blood. They want two things. They wanted blood and La Parca. Yeah. And there was a drum chanting Parca, Parca the whole time. And I was in, uh, I was at all out. And I'll tell you who got the second biggest pop of the night was the Lucha Bros when they won those titles. Mm-hmm. Like luchadors are cool, especially luchadors with masks. Like it doesn't matter if they can't cut English promos. Like luchadors are cool. And I just and I like Steve Macklin. I like Trey Miguel, but I just don't I just don't see the need to add the great old kid to this match just to be the guy to take the L, which again, is what we talked about on the show. Oh, they're going to get Macklin involved so they could divorce. It just, you could see it coming. It was so easy to read this. And I think that it really, um, it really just makes you, you think bad about Laredo kid. I just, it, I don't, I don't like it. I really, right. Don't. Yeah. It just, he, he, he got beat last week by Macklin. He takes another L here. Um, they're just weakening him. To further along the storyline with Macklin and Miguel. So I hope that they're done with Laredo Kid and he can kind of go do something else for a while. And then we can focus in on Macklin and Miguel as they head to hard to kill. And hopefully it's just a one-on-one match. God forbid that they they decide to add more people to that match. Heaven forbid we get a one-on-one exhibition match. Yeah. We'll get back to the show in just a minute, but I wanted to let everyone know about Fight Game Media Network Plus. If you enjoy the Fight Game Media Network, check out Fight Game Media Network Plus at patreon.com front slash fight game media. We have three specific Patreon only shows and we'll soon have monthly bonus content from the show you're listening to right now. And it's just five bucks a month. So if you want to support your favorite podcasts on the network, go to patreon.com front slash fight game media and you'll get more content than you can shake a stick at. Uh, knockout champion Mickey James defeated Mercedes Martinez uh, to retain her title. I thought Martinez looked good here. There were times where I thought that Mickey James was just, she struggled a little bit, I thought, at times, and um, kind of was a little botchy, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but overall, not 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 a bad match um, and a great match. But, uh, I, I, you know. I thought the Perazzo match last month was better. Me too. A lot better. And I, my expectations were pretty high for this. And I was listening to the voices of wrestling guys, and I thought they were really hard on the on the the, the Perazzo match. They were like, Mickey's not good anymore. And I thought, man, I think you guys were being way too hard. I really thought that. I'm like, yeah, way too hard on that. Mickey's still really good. And then I watched this match, and like you said, there was <laughs> – for the first time, I really thought I saw Mickey really slowing down a little bit and looking like – Maybe she is past the prime a little. I don't know. I wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, <clears throat> but it did. It, it didn't quite live up to what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. No, I, I I'm with you there. I I don't know that she's slowing down. It did seem like she had a rough night. Um, um. I I thought overall, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't a bad match, but I just thought oh. that James was just not at her best here. She needs to I just agree. remove the chick kick from her repertoire. It's the slowest, worst roundhouse kick you'll ever see in your life. Um, it has no business being in a wrestling ring. I think she needs to just retire that move forever. It's not good. Um, but, you know, she she does some of those things, sticks to the basis. She'll be all right. Hope so. We got the rematch coming yeah. up, so hope so. Yeah. Uh, Impact Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, uh, they defeated the Bullet Club to retain. 
Um, I, you know, I didn't really care for this one either. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, again, I thought Bullet Club was great, but it was just another where the the Good Brothers kind of stole a finish there and took off running. And I, I, I don't know what we're doing here. The shtick is old. Mm-hmm. And I like Anderson and Gallows, but I really feel like they're rudderless at the moment. Like, I feel like they're doing the same stuff they've been doing for a year in this company plus. And it's like, there's no new edge. There's no, like, there's nothing interesting going on. Like, they're good. They're the best tag team in the division. Clearly, there's there's really nowhere else to go. Like, this tag team division is so, like, without focus right now. And they, there was no reason they had to steal a finish. They could have just won. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with especially if you're trying to build this into this little bullet club thing, like why why are we protecting the B team? I mean, let's be real. This is this is bullet club Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Like there's no reason to protect. I, I'm going to be honest. There's no reason to protect Hikaleo and, and Bay. And I like Chris Bay. But if the goal is to get him eventually with the gorillas. There's no just reason. beat him. Yeah, yeah. Just win. Why, yeah. Why, why are we stealing? Why are we stealing victories? Yeah. Are they trying to make Gallows and Anderson more of a heel? But the Bull Club also playing heels. They're you know heel versus like, heel. Yeah. So like, what 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 the hell are we doing here? Just beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think we overbook ourselves. I really do. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Especially in this tag team division, it's because mm-hmm. they have they don't have many tag teams, so they feel they need to keep everybody strong all at the same time, and that's that's not the case, right? Especially when Agreed. these guys are a newer tag team that are just kind of a makeshift anyway. You know, yeah, and it's fine. I do think I do think Hikaleo and and um, Bay can have some potential, you know, uh, maybe. But just I don't know. Very unsatisfying. Again, this whole match was kind of unsatisfying. Like I don't, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. This Good Brothers, you know, a uh, 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 God thing. Maybe, maybe it does at Wrestle Kingdom when things open, starting to open up in Japan. There's a lot of time on these on these two Japan shows. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we, then we got Impact World Champion Moose defeating Eddie Edwards in a full Metal Mayhem match. Um, and what'd you, you think of this one? Honestly, I okay. So I liked it. However, I have critiques. Um, so my first critique is Impact Plus cut the feed out during the live show, and I didn't get to watch it till the till like two days later. I did um, see you tweet that. I was that so night. that does dude, suck. I was so mad because my family was asleep. I was sitting there with the iPad and. And I, cause we're, we're, we're in like a room together and I'm like just wanting to cuss out loud and say some stuff. My daughter's asleep, like 15 feet in front of me. <clears throat> so, so that was, that was match or that was uh that was stupid. And I actually emailed impact plus to get a refund and they will not give me a refund. So they said, no, here, here's the link to the show. I'm sorry that you missed out live. I'm just like, yes, we're idiots. They but, gave you a link <clears throat> to a show you already paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. bad customer service. Bad customer service. So, <clears throat> I, anyway. so I get I get why that would color your experience on it because I watched it after the fact. So uh, yeah. Other so, than that, if you could take that part out of the equation, what did you think of the of the match? So I, I liked it. I thought like the first five to six minutes were you know it was kind of a classic, more of an Eddie Edwards Noah style Eddie Edwards, like mm-hmm. old school Noah with doing um you know lots of uh, stiff chops and kicks and. And strikes and things like that, and then it turned into, it turned into a kind of a TLC match. But I thought both guys gassed a little bit, and to where there was a lot of resting in between all the different spots they were setting up. <clears throat> and I thought uh, the ending of the match, where Eddie was pulling up the, the pulling up the ring mat to expose the boards, I thought that took entirely too long. Um, to where that they could have cut that out altogether. I didn't really think that it added anything to the match, but you know, they, look, they took a lot of chances. It was, there was a lot of brutality. Um, and I thought typically I'm not a fan of interference, but I did think that the Morrissey Cardona interference thing, you know, did add a little bit to the drama of it and didn't really factor into the finish there. So overall thumbs up of, of thumbs up of a match, but, um, I, I expected it to be better. Um, I, I didn't expect, I didn't expect a classic in this one, uh, mainly because the Noah Eddie, I think, is gone, and he's been replaced by the Tommy Dreamer-esque Eddie, mm-hmm. who I'm not as big a fan of. Like, I like, I, I do prefer the older Eddie's matches. So I didn't go into this thinking it was going to be a classic, especially because it's Full Metal Mayhem, right? So um, I thought it was fun. I really did enjoy a lot of it. Uh, I did I did like, the, like you the first half. I just, again, I thought it was too long, and I was okay with the... Uh, WWS finish because it's a it's not a real pay-per-view 
and we're we're I was okay. I allowed it here because again, I never thought Eddie was going to win the title. So I'm like, okay, let's see where we can go with this. I just thought 31 minutes with that finish was a little unsatisfying, but not to the point where I was like, oh man, I hate this show. Like I did like it. I just I wish we had a better finish, and I wish it was like 10 minutes shorter. It didn't have to be 31 minutes. Yeah, and I felt that it, I felt that it was longer because they were resting, or they were like they <clears throat> they knew they had to get to that 31 minutes mark, and they didn't have enough to get there. So I they, felt like they were they, stalling more yes. than resting. But I, <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying. Like it yeah. felt like we were like, man, we're moving ahead of pace. Put me in a chin hold. Like yeah, it just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, I think we've reached a point now. Everyone feels like they have to do these epic finishes for big events. And sometimes it doesn't need that, especially Moose and Eddie Edwards. That could easily have been 15 minutes hard hitting and, and get out. And I don't think anybody would have been upset by that. No. Yeah. You know? And and they don't need to be three hours for these impact plus specials. They can be two and a half and I'd be happy. I don't think any, sh- I think all wrestling shows are too long. Like I get AEW cause they, they're making you spend 50 bucks and they want you to want four times a year and they want you to feel like you've got your money's worth. But having been to two of those pay-per-views, man, I'm wiped. By the end of the evening, like driving home hurt. Like, I think we could cut time off all these wrestling shows and be better off for it, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I totally agree. But yeah, I, I would say turning point uh, overall, big thumbs up for me. I did really enjoy the show. Um, and I would say my, my favorite match of the night was uh, Ace Austin and Chris Saban. I, I thought that, uh, that, it, you know, that was the best. I like the X division match many because I like X division car crashes always have big, big sucker for those. And uh, I think we're going, I do think the eventual Trey Macklin match is going to be good. I wish we showed more boy, more love to my boy Laredo, but uh, it was, I liked it best. If I was, you know, seven and a half out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think, I think that is a good grade. And uh, for seven 99, I got my money's worth. Yeah, I agree for a show that only cost you eight bucks. I was okay with it again, yeah. a little, but I'm a little frustrated that I spent more, way more on, on bound for glory and <laughs> yeah. felt way less, you know, I think we have to re-examine the way we book these shows, Scott. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, I think that the, the creative team just needs a, needs an overhaul completely. Honestly. Yeah. I agree with you on that. <clears throat> we need a, we need a booker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of creativity and, uh, um, and out there and just being out there completely impact decided to uh, replace their weekly show with an episode of, um, wrestle house. So <laughs> wrestle house was a, was a kind of a weekly thing that they did like a, an off segment of impact. They did it for like, six to eight weeks and they dragged the thing out forever last God, year it felt like eternity it, it did man and they 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 had you know they stuck about six to eight people in this house together and um some of it was funny there was you know it's kind of swingers palace-esque but they they had just too many people and too many different things going on at once and a lot of the jokes just fell flat and with swingers palace they harnessed it yes. they could actually turn it into storylines for the show Right. And they made Swinger the star. And so yes. where, where Russell House failed, Swinger's Palace succeeded yes. um, in 2020. Right. And so the uh, so they, they completely replaced their weekly show because it's on Thanksgiving night. And they assume and probably correctly, um, although, you know, there is a rich history of wrestling airing on Thanksgiving that has actually done well. And, and I'm of the opinion that if you give people something they want to watch, they'll go out, they'll go out of the way to check it out. So um, the impact just didn't want to get, you know, be up to that challenge. You're right in so many ways. Like the history of wrestling on Thanksgiving is extensive. Like Starcade, the original Starcade was a Thanksgiving show. WCCW Texas did big Thanksgiving shows. I think I'm pretty sure that, uh, the old Watts territory. And like Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. was a, I remember Dave Meltzer said this, that Thanksgiving was a big night in wrestling everywhere except the WWF because Vince senior just didn't want to run shows that night. So that's kind of become the industry standard. And like, look at this. People say people don't want to watch wrestling on Thanksgiving. Mike, what'd you do on Thanksgiving? Well, I I watched football during the day. And then um, my, my family was in bed by about eight because I think uh, I think we put a little extra tryptophan in the turkey that we got from Cracker Barrel. Um, tryptophan, to fuck you up. Yep. Yeah, and so so they were in bed about eight, and I was sitting there. I could have watched Russell House last night. I chose not to um, because I did I, too. I, I was kind of in a mood, so I, I ended up just watching um, 
a Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. Oh, how was that? I haven't got a chance to watch that yet. It's you know, it's it's not exactly a documentary. It's just behind the scenes footage of them, you know, doing that that final album and them like rehearsing it. And like at times I was bored, but I just couldn't stop watching it. And because it's like young Paul and young John and young Ringo and George Harrison just kind of talking things over and like the art of songwriting and that stuff's intriguing to me. Me too. I love that. So, I love creative process yeah. stuff. And and you know. So I, I don't want to get too much into the rabbit yeah, sorry, hole. I could talk. I could talk Beatles all day, all night. So, um, yeah. So I was. I, I ended up watching that instead. Um, and then I woke up at five this morning because my daughter um, sleeping all throughout the night is not her favorite thing in the world. So she woke up a couple of times and then woke up again at five a.m. My wife ended up getting with, up with her and uh, went went into the bed with her to sleep. And at five a.m., I was just like up. So. I, I got some coffee. I started writing my column and I was like, ah, you know what? Piss on it. I'll just go ahead and watch Russell house because guess what? I have a podcast and I have a responsibility to the audience. So I was like, I, well, you feel that way. Yeah. I'm like, I, I will endure this uh, for the sake of the audience. And <clears throat> so they, they, so they completely replaced the episode of impact on access TV. And I don't think that's a good decision. I think that they should just have another wrestling show but instead of do silly stuff or do this other stuff just load it up with badass matches and make it thanksgiving themed and and do it that way but that's that's what i would do if i were in that position but it's not my company it's not my money but i i just take a look at the history of thanksgiving and wrestling on thanksgiving i think there is an audience for it the assumption is that nobody wants to do anything on thanksgiving but eat and spend time with their family that's not true like Everybody watches football like mm -hmm. the Cowboys and Lions football game is Thanksgiving tradition has been since the 60s. Dude. Like, did, did if, you see the ratings for the Raiders Cowboys game? I did not. 33 million. So people are watching television. <clears throat> yeah. And if you tell me that, you know, well, we can't get it because of football. OK, fine. OK. I, you know, football does great ratings. I'm never going to argue with that. But there's a lot more than 33 million people in this country, mm -hmm. you know, and in Canada where life is normal on that Thursday. So my question is why couldn't not just impact, but why can't someone do something on Thanksgiving, right. And give people like, I get that. Like, you know, we want to be with their families. Sure. Okay, fine. But you could tape a show and mm -hmm. put it on Thanksgiving. Right. It just, I don't like forfeiting. Right. It no. just, it feels, it's such a fate. It's such a self-fulfilling prophecy because the writings aren't going to suck for this episode. They're going to be awful. Watch me be completely wrong. Right. But I mean, like if you say they're going to be bad and not try, well, yeah, they're going to be bad. They told me last week, Hey, by the way, JD, you don't, you hate Russell house. You don't have to watch this week. Right. And I don't think they have to do that. I just, I think we could try to be better. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they could have just loaded it up with title matches and, and not even storyline driven title matches, just matches. And, um, and they, they could have just thrown that out there and maybe, and maybe the ratings would have been down a little bit, but who cares? Um, You're giving <clears throat> people something to watch. And I just yeah. hate this idea. I hate the idea that, well, no one's going to watch. So I try. Yeah. I, yeah. I I, yep. I'm, I'm not, I'm not into that. That's uh, it's kind of like folding up your tent and saying, I quit. Yeah. So, but so I did watch it. And I got to say, once you get through like the first 10 minutes, for some reason, like you're just intrigued and I just couldn't stop watching. And there were times where I'm like, I would hear my family like waking up because I'm watching this super early in the morning. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope they don't come out here and see me watching this nonsense. Right. Um, but And that's what it was. It was silly, stupid, goofy, dumbass nonsense that I, and I'm not proud of this. I found myself laughing several times at just how ridiculous the whole thing was. Um, I thought Chris Saban was kind of a, uh, an unsung hero of the show. He, uh, he had very funny moments or, you know, it started off with him, you know, they, they were looking for him and all of a sudden he comes out of the steamy shower and he's walking in slow motion with this dramatic, you know, music in the background uh, that you would find in the eighties. And he's it's like, like a <laughs> it was like uh, uh, Fast Times, right? Yeah, yeah. Phoebe Cates were coming out of the pool, but it's like Chris Saban coming out of the shower and all the girls are just drooling all over him and Caleb with a K is getting all pissed about it. <clears throat> so, you know, that, that was pretty funny. Caleb with a K and uh, Chris Saban ended up fighting because Caleb wanted Saban to wear a T-shirt. 
<laughs> so they ended up having a match. And it was like two minutes that Saban won. Um, <clears throat> so the the reason why they were in Russell House this time is because Johnny Bravo, and stay with me, JD. Johnny Bravo wanted uh, Johnny Swinger to to not be so depressed and have a happy Thanksgiving. And he felt that Johnny Swinger was at his happiest whenever he was in Russell House. So he made a deal with Rosemary to to snap her fingers and take everybody back to Russell House because she has magical powers. She could do that, right? Um, you staying Rose, with me. If Rosemary has magical powers, why do they lose the match to the inspiration? How come the magical powers don't work in the, in the ring? I, that, I guess there's like a, um, a force field around the ring where magic doesn't exist. It only works in backstage uh, segments with uh, poor audio. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, so, um, so they, this was the public perception. So this is what everybody in the Russell house thought, but on the side between Rosemary and Johnny Bravo, they had a side deal where Johnny would give her his virgin blood. Oh yeah. They did set that up. I remember yeah. she was talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Wait, yeah. weren't they going to get married? They were. Right. But remember, if you remember, they're getting married. And then right before they're about to say, I do, in which they would ultimately consummate the marriage afterwards, because you can't get, have sex for marriage. That's just that's just wrong. Right. Everybody knows that. Right, that J.D.? Can- is that a Canadian? Is that a Canadian? Is that a Canadian company thing that we're just not aware of in this country? Like, no, I think it's a old uh, Jerusalem thing. Um, I mean, old, old country. Fair old. Yes, if we're talking, I don't even. I don't even think that was a thing back then. To be quite no, honest with you, I, I, yeah, I don't think anybody ever followed that rule. But yeah, okay, continue. Did you know yeah. that in the? Did you know that in the pure? Hold on, real quick. Did you know that in Puritan times they had like the family? This is such a cool thing. The family shared a bed. Right. And it was common practice for the old the daughter's boyfriend to spend the night because like it would be very far to go from town to town. And it was common. It became such a problem that parents would wake up and find their daughters having sex with their boyfriend that they actually built into beds in the pure tech lead, like like fences. In beds, so that the boyfriend had to sleep on the one side of the fence and the girlfriend had to sleep on the other side of the fence in this bed that the entire family shared. And we're talking the puritanical era. I just find that interesting. There's your Thanksgiving tidbit. That's that was their solution to to dads finding their daughters being deflowered, their teenage daughters being deflowered in the 17th century. So That's were all the, I got for you. Were the Puritan dads like, hey, we're we're gonna build the wall and we're gonna make the boyfriends pay for it, or did the dads pay for it, or did it just never happen? <laughs> or am I getting off track talking about something completely different? I was going to make a really bad joke, but I'm going to leave it. I'm okay. going to leave it alone and just yeah. go with the innuendo and say, and I'm talking about this because I really just don't want to talk about the show, but please might continue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, Johnny Bravo's virgin blood is on the line. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So at one point to promote the IPWF uh, coming up, they, they show a scene from IPWF. Do you remember what this was? I do. This was when okay. they did their own version of South Park, except it was actually funnier. I actually yeah. liked the IPWF thing. I thought that was super entertaining. But continue. Yes. Yep. So they showed the Julian Cumberbund, which was Ethan Page, versus downtown Daddy Brown, Willie Mack, where Willie won the IPWF championship. And they said, hey, we need to bring him back. He was friends with Johnny Swinger. And that'll cheer Swinger up. So they end up bringing him back. But it turns out they hate each other because Swinger had sex with downtown Daddy Brown's daughter, whose name is Cinnamon, apparently. Um, and so they ended up having a match, and uh, Daddy Brown won. Um, oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> Decay, uh, ha- Rosemary Havoc, Black Taurus, Crazy Steve, and Chris Saban defeated the influence, Madison and Caleb, Eddie Edwards, Alicia Edwards, and Hernandez. Eddie Edwards joined in on this later in the show. Um, and Hernandez. And the reason why they were all wrestling is because um, they wanted to bring Eddie onto the show. Uh, or I, I couldn't even remember exactly why they're wrestling. Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Anyway, Decay won. Doesn't um, matter. No, it doesn't matter. So Larry D shows up out of nowhere. Larry D is back and he is in his alter ego, Lawrence D. Are you familiar with Lawrence D? No. I okay. Think I, have uh, you, have you no. ever seen, have you seen family matters? Yes. Okay. So, you know, Steve Urkel was, you know, in oh, love. Oh, this with- is his Stefan. Yeah, so Steve Urkel was in love with Laura Winslow, who is Carl Otis Winslow, the cop daughter, right? Okay, so uh, he couldn't get Laura because he's a huge dork, 
And so what he did is he built this machine to turn himself into Stefan Raquel. And Stefan Raquel was one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet, right? So similarly, in Wrestle House, Larry D puts on this cologne called Ring Rust, and it turns him into Lawrence D, a total lady killer, total ladies man. So <clears throat> turns out this is his house, and he, not only is this his house, he is with Swingerella number one. That's his girl, right? But Johnny Swinger wants Swingerella number one to be his girl. And so now they're going to fight over this. So they, they have a match. <laughs> did so, the Undead Brides murder Swingerella number three? They, they did. Yeah, they're dead. No, she's they, dead. Do we care? Like, they seem to have written that off <laughs> without well, much consequence. I just remember one episode, Alicia Edwards is like randomly mad about it. Yeah. And then that was it. That was it. Like, yeah. And then forget- like, She's just dead now. So, okay. I just yeah. wondering what happened. I mean, like, okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Swinger ends up defeating Lawrence D and now Swingerella number one. That's his girl now. So he won her in a wrestling match and she is going to honor that, I guess. Okay. So you're sticking well, with that's, me. Um, people aren't mad about that, <clears throat> huh? No, no. I don't know that that should, uh, that should happen. And then hmm. randomly, I don't, I, I, I think I missed why they wrestled, but Black Taurus defeated Hernandez. So Black Taurus was there. Anyway, so now <laughs> Johnny Swinger is going to marry Swingerella number one, right? But Eddie Edwards finds out why, what Rosemary is up to, that she is after uh, Johnny Bravo's blood, and that's what this whole thing is about. And he tries to interrupt the ceremony. <clears throat> Doesn't work because she casts a spell on him. And then come to find out, um, Swingerella number one and or Johnny Bravo is no longer a virgin, right? So he can't ha- give Rosemary his virgin blood because him and Swingerella number one have been sleeping together this whole time because they're adults. Yeah. So, but gotcha. But if you're keeping track of Swingerella number one, she was Lawrence D's girlfriend. Then she became Johnny Swinger's fiance in a wrestling match. But the whole time she's sleeping with Johnny Bravo. So this girl's getting around. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So that gets revealed. And then Johnny Swinger is like relieved because he's like, hey, you know what? Rule number one, never fall in love with Rizats. So he's like, no big deal. She's yours now. And then Johnny Bravo and Swingerella number one, whose real name is Broomhilda. Just, I don't know why that's important, but that's her name. Uh, and they end up getting married, and then at the end, they have a Thanksgiving dinner. Thoughts? Why the hell do I watch this show? <laughs> like, I didn't watch the show. I mean, like, yeah. I knew it was. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I yeah. said, I'm not going to do this to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you know who liked this a lot. Everybody, everybody was raving about this was not raving, but I saw a lot of positive responses online. Yeah. Lance Storm liked this. Um, Get the f- out of here. Lance Storm doesn't. So listen, so you, you're an, an observer subscriber. Right? I am. Listen to uh, his show with Brian Alvarez today. I was shocked to hear that he was a fan of the show. Brian Alvarez, while making fun of it, kind of like what we're doing, because it's completely ridiculous. Um, and I think it's OK to make fun of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, he, he didn't watch the whole thing, but he liked what he saw, and he's actually going to finish watching it later. So there you go. And I think the reasoning behind that is is because – Better than the- Yeah. Well, so Storm is like, look, if, they, if this would have happened during the course of a normal wrestling show, which is what Wrestle House was before, where they would That's go true. to Wrestle House and then they come back and they're trying to have serious matches, the, the dynamic doesn't work. And That's I think true. that was that was my huge problem with Wrestle House before. Did so I they agree? Would, they would go to this fantasy land and then they would come back. The normal show doesn't exist this week. This week is just Wrestle House, where they're in this completely different universe, and this is more like a movie as opposed to a wrestling show. It's and more like a I, reality TV show. Let's be real. A reality TV show. They did film it cinematic style. Um, that was kind of the whole thing, and so <clears throat> that was that was it. So he's like. Look, it's not made during the context of a wrestling show. You're in a different thing. Now, this is a different genre. And he goes, so what I saw, I, you know, he really enjoyed it. And he thought it was pretty funny. Um, you know, the acting was bad. The production, not great. Um, but there oh, were a lot. Of, yeah, there were a lot of funny moments, though. I would so say. it's like watching The Room. Okay, fill me in. 
The Room is the really bad movie with Tommy Wiseau. It's the oh hi Mark that meme where that thing comes from. It's supposed to be like the worst movie ever made. They made a movie about the worst movie made called The Disaster Artist with James Franco mm, about five years ago. Mm. Um, don't watch it. You're gonna hate yeah. it. Uh, okay. What I mean. When I was in film school, we had to watch this movie called American Movie, which was about these two dorks from Wisconsin that had that were trying to make a horror movie. And it's terrible. It's a terrible documentary, but there's such dorks that they're hilarious. They're unintentionally hilarious. So I guess if you can watch it from that type of perspective, it works. I just, I don't know, man. There's so many better places to get comedy. Yeah. You know, like, I just don't like watching wrestling for comedy because the vast majority of the time, it's really not that funny. No, but I will say that Johnny Swinger is a national treasure. John's, okay, John, that's should different. Be protected at all. Costs. Yes, Johnny. Okay, Swinger's Palace was legitimately funny. Like it was probably the funniest thing in wrestling. It really is, and people are surprised. Like every time I try to get someone to impact, they say, "Oh, what is Swinger's Palace?" And they had my revulsion to wrestle. So I'm like, "No, just watch it twice. You have to watch it twice because mm. the first time you're actually like, this is stupid, and the second time you watch it, you start laughing, and then." Mm. By the third, you're in. You love it. It's just the way Swinger's Palace was. Because they, st- they they steered into what worked, which is the fact that Johnny Swinger is funny, is legitimately funny. The rest of them are. They're <laughs> yeah. bad actors. So whenever I, I first, you know, I finished it this morning, I was just like, ah, oh, this was stupid. And, you know, and I was writing about it. And I, I like, throughout the day, I would just randomly think of scenes from the show and I would just kind of start giggling. So that's when you know it's like okay. So it worked uh, for you. It did work for it, you for what it was. I wish it didn't happen and I wouldn't want to watch it again. But if they did it again, I would watch it if that makes sense, because I cover it. But I, I don't think I would have watched it if I wasn't covering impact. I get it. I, I, I will say that. And if one of our friends who's like a normie, um, like someone who doesn't watch impact and that watches, you know, they 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 kind of you know, they're like AEW fans or whatever. Hey, hey they, John LaRocca, please don't John watch LaRocca. this. Yeah, if John LaRocca, you know, Paul Fontaine who who did hit us up and was like, you know, hey, is it just Russell House tonight? Because he was gonna watch Impact. Yeah. And I I had to break the news to him that yep, it's just uh Russell House and goes, Okay, well, I'm gonna play video games instead. So good call. You know, which is another reminder that people did want to watch wrestling on Thursday night. Impact just didn't give it to them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, Paul Fontaine, don't watch uh, John LaRocca. Yeah. Don't, don't bother. Although hearing your review on take it home would be quite hilarious. Uh, the anger though, to come out of you. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he yeah. should watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like sometimes I feel like there's some things that aren't for me. And when I come across it, I'm like, you know what? Not for me. Yeah. So I'm going to put this in the category of, you know, uh, I like the majority of this show. Typically this week was not for me. No, I I think, I think you did the right thing for your sanity, uh, not watching this. And I took a bullet for everybody and I watched it and we were able to review it. Thank you. I was reading Firestarter last night. So I appreciate you taking one for the team. And, uh, you know, I filled in for you last week. So we're even. All right. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're definitely we're definitely even. And I want to uh, thank you. If uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and all your favorite uh, podcast areas for free, that's going to do it for us this week. Your Patreon subscribers stick around. I got some uh, got some news to talk about. And I have some ideas I want to toss JD's way Ooh. about uh, some of the goings on in, uh, in the impact wrestling world. So like hey, that's yeah. So that's going to do it for us uh, this week for the free version. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.